0: This episode of the Oz Movie Geek podcast is sponsored by Kix. Kix is an online film and television retailer specializing in the latest Sony, Universal and Paramount films and television shows. You can use the exclusive code OZGEEK15 to receive 15% off your order. Thank you to the wonderful team at Kix. Now to the review. Hello and welcome to the latest episode in the Oz Movie Geek Podcast, I'm your host Paddo and today I'll be covering the menu Mark Mylod's new film that has been doing quite well critically whilst not making as big a splash commercially uh, the film currently has grossed just over 20 million in its first two weeks of opening which is a mild disappointment considering the buzz surrounding this film, uh, but at the same time uh, it is it is what it is I guess, it is post-Covid era it's hard to really tell what's going to do well and what's not uh, but just with the buzz around this one and a big up-and-coming star like Anya Taylor-Joy also attached to it I guess after The Queen's Gambit arrived in 2020 and just some of her other recent films like In the Northman, uh, The Vich, uh The New Mutants, Morgan, um, Amsterdam as well this year she's had a pretty good run so I guess a few people were a little Surprised by the results of this film, but I mean, uh, it's it's picking up a fair bit of momentum heading into wa- uh, award season. So, yeah, depending on what side of the spectrum you fall on, are you looking for something to make a bit of money or are you looking for it to win awards? I guess that's the, the line that's sort of drawn in the sand here. But as someone who uh, has been looking forward to this film, just based on word of mouth solely, I, I haven't seen... Uh, any of the trailers for this movie I I remained completely impartial to that Um, I I try like I've said the last few episodes I've been trying to keep as far away from uh, movie trailers as possible I've just been enjoying um, being able to walk into a movie blind and just really enjoy uh, what I'm what I'm seeing and Uh, I found it to be quite helpful in my enjoyment of a film. Now, sometimes I will watch a trailer. For instance, the trailer came out this morning for Cocaine Bear, uh, which I was kind of interested in just based on the story and it being Ray Liotta's uh, last major motion picture. Uh, I I was looking forward to seeing that, so I, I wanted to check out the trailer for that and... I um, found myself to be disappointed in the sense because the film gives, uh, the film trailer gives away way too much of the movie so I found it to be a little infuriating but uh, going back to the menu I, I found myself to be uh, more captivated by the thought of seeing something that does contain a bit of a mystery Um, but being completely blindsided by uh, what I'm watching. So um, in in my opinion, that's the better way of actually being able to watch some of these movies. And um, it worked out for the better here. Uh, The Menu was quite an enjoyable film. Um, It has a couple of things that I didn't love about it, which I will talk about. But overall, I found myself to be really swept up in the story. Um, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the undertones that are going on. Um, uh, performances were all off the, off the charts and I'm a big fan of, um, of what um, Mark Myloid is doing here. I think it's really interesting and a lot of fun and while some of the allegorical uh, undertones are a little ham-fisted at times, I found the movie itself to be well-balanced enough that it could deal with some of these themes and I think that's the balance of tones Um, There's uh, quite a strong comedic undercurrent that runs through this entire film. Um, Very dark and dry comedy, but it works really well for me and it made me laugh out loud multiple times, which is a surprise for me because if you watch the, um, the trailer, which I now have since done since seeing the movie you can really sort of get a sense of that tone. And I think the main inspiration here uh, would probably be some of the recent output from uh, Fox. Uh, We've had films like Barbarian and um, even before then Ready or Not, um, which I loved back in 2019, but that film has quite a great sense of humour. And I feel like a lot of that sort of style has been creeping its way into modern horror, which is good because um, it keeps everyone on their toes in terms of the audiences and, Yeah, I've just found myself to be um, really liking some of the output, and I talked last episode about how much I've enjoyed what Fox has been putting out lately, or 20th Century Studios or Searchlight Pictures, Um, and yeah, some of the output has been fantastic. So, with all that said, um, let's get stuck into this one. Now, we'll be staying predominantly away from spoilers, so don't worry if you haven't seen the movie go and see it and then check back in here. Um, But if you haven't seen the movie yet, like I said, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything because I I, I didn't know anything about it going in and I I would like everyone to have the same experience. So I'll do my best to dance around some of those plot points, but that's about it. So let's get stuck into this one. Take it away, trailer. Is that going to fit everyone? Easily, 12 customers total. How do they turn a profit? 1250 ahead, that's how. What are we eating, a Rolex? It's one of his classics. You have to try the mouthfeel of the Minionette. Please don't say mouthfeel. Tonight will be madness. Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible. Welcome to Hawthorne. Here we are, family. Yes, chef! We harvest, we ferment, we gel. They gel. We gel. He's not just a chef, he's a storyteller. The game is trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is gonna be. You won't know till the end. Who are you? I am Margo. Why do you care? I have to know if you're with us with them. This menu. The pictures, they're of us. This guest list. How do they get this? It's not good. This entire evening. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is just theater. It's stagecraft. We're leaving now. Has been painstakingly planned. (laughs) This is real, isn't it? What the hell is going on? We now offer you a 45 second head start. Okay, 45 seconds starts now. This is what you're paying for. Get out of my way. It's all part of the menu. It's okay. No, we're gonna die today. Yes, we are. Happy birthday to you. You told him it was my birthday? Funny about three hours ago. So, the menu was written by uh, Seth Reese and Will Tracy and directed by Mark Mylod uh, and stars Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt, Hong Chow. Uh, Janet McTeer and John Laguizamo. Uh, and the film follows a young couple who travel to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises along the way. Uh, so, yeah, essentially we um, are following uh, Enya Taylor-Joy's character, Mar- um, Margot, and uh, Nicholas Holt's character, Tyler. Um, and I guess they're our, our audience surrogates for this film, especially uh, Margot. Um, but essentially, these two characters go to this exclusive restaurant where Chef Slowick, played by Ray Fiennes, is the uh, chef of this restaurant, and he's picked um, each of the people who are there um, on the night. Um, he has chosen um, these are. Uh, it's all by design. It's it's not an accident that all these people are here on this night. Um, so we have Paul Ald- Alderstein and Janet McTeer's characters, uh, Lillian and Ted. And uh, Lillian is a food critic, the food critic that got Ray Fine's character um, on the map. Um, we have John Laguizamo, who plays a movie star, and he's mistress. Um, then we have um, uh, Anne and Richard, um, an older couple who are regulars at the restaurant. Uh, then we have our three corporate st- uh, bastards. I don't really know what to call them, but they're our, our, um, our, our white-collar... Um, Wall Street types, um, Bryce, uh, Seren and David. Um, and yeah, that sort of rounds out our, our group here and essentially, um, yeah, they're all here by design um, and we see the events of the night unfold. Uh, what I did really like about the film was uh, the way that it, like I said, balances the tone. We have like a darker, more sinister undertone going on but there's still currents of comedy that run throughout it. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with um, the way that each of the characters are performed. Um, I really enjoyed the three douchebag characters. Um, that they, they were quite funny and their reactions are quite genuine, which I appreciated. Um, there's a scene that's revealed in that trailer there where um, uh, Ray Fiennes or Chef Slowick says, um, everyone has all the men here have a 45 second head start. And then you just see one of them just bolts um, and it's quite funny because it's exactly what you would do if you were in that situation. Uh, one of the better jokes of the movie is also ruined in that trailer. And that is the um, the happy birthday scene that made me laugh a lot. It's just the hard cut between the two sequences um, that I found to be really funny. Um, and just some of the dialogue between some of the characters, our food critics, um, Lillian and Ted, um i I found them to be really funny some of their dialogue back and forth with lillian obviously wearing the pants in that relationship um in terms of what she's able to um get out of ted um there's a great uh line of dialogue later in the film where um ted's talking and lillian interrupts and says we're definitely going to die tonight and ted just like just becomes a yes man on on a dime and just says yes yes i agree Uh, That was also really funny. But I I like the dynamics between the characters. Um, There's a great sequence for the first three dishes um, where we cut between the different characters and their conversation. Um, And the way that that's done is really, really quite creative because we can hear little pieces of dialogue, very reminiscent of you're actually in a restaurant where you can hear bits and pieces of what other people around you are saying. Um, and you get that vibe from this sequence. Um, we keep cutting between the characters and listening to what they're talking about, um, and I really like that. Um, our audience surrogates, um, Nicholas Halton and Nutella Joy, um, we have a revelation with her character, which I won't spoil here, but um, and his character too, but um, essentially he um, is just a foodie. He's obsessed with it, um, loves uh, what um, the, the menu really is, um, uh, brings uh, to, to him as a person he has this uh, great piece of dialogue at the start where he's explaining what um food means to him and why he's so obsessed with it um and i guess that's sort of uh directed at the audience as well as margot's character um but i did appreciate that that was a, a clever piece of dialogue that sort of um, put you in their shoes even though these people are um, incredibly pretentious and uh, in that top one percentile um, of the population, um, and there's obviously some comments and commentary on uh, classism and, I guess, the socioeconomic um, middle ground in America. Um, there's definitely something being said there. Um, and it's not too ham-fisted. Some of the messaging, I, I saw some complaints where people were like, oh, it's a bit it's a bit on the nose, but I, I didn't find myself to find it too on the nose. I, I thought that the, the themes were definitely there and the films asking you to dig a little deeper than what's on the surface. But if you honestly just want to go in and watch a movie, you can. You probably get more out of it if you are looking a little beyond that surface. But I I think in terms of just a fun, thrill ride, the movie definitely provides you that. It's not trying to be something that it's not. It knows it's got some messages there, but it's not you know, um, asking you to delve deeper if you don't really want to, um, which I appreciate. But I, I can understand some of those criticisms too. But I think that a lot of people who have those criticisms are going into the film looking for for things to complain about because, like I said, I, I don't think it's too ham-fisted. The themes are noticeable, but it, it didn't bother me. Um, I, I found it more interesting, the conversations that come out of that, of being able to sit down and actually discuss what you think the movie means to you, and what you think certain elements during the film actually mean. So I enjoy that rather than, um, you know, like I said, if you just want to go into the movie and watch it, you more than certainly can. But um, I, I think there's a bit more to get out of it if you're you're sitting back and just enjoying what the film has to offer in terms of, um, yeah, some of its thematic resonance. I, I just think that it's a bit stronger in that regard. Um, one of the complaints I do have about the film, though, and it's a minor nitpick, but... Mark myloyd the, the director of this film, now he didn't write it, but he was quite involved in the creative process. You can listen to a few interviews with him um, and it's definitely got his fingerprints all over it. Um, and I think the the biggest complaint I have with this is actually to do with the direction. Now, there's certain things in the film that I think um, look fantastic. There's some really good um, creative choices in terms of um, the way that each of the um, the dishes or the plates are all broken up and it has a joke nearly in every one where it's very on the nose about what's actually happening. Um, and they're all lots of fun and some of those creative decisions definitely work for the movie. Um, I also enjoyed uh, the way that the food is, um, is captured. A lot of it looks fantastic in terms of the cinematography. I think it's really gorgeous. Outside of that though, everything is kind of dry that the the direction is quite flat. Now, this is just a minor nitpick because, I mean, who's really looking at that with a film like this? But it's just something that I notice when everything else is so elevated and so good, when some of those things, um, those elements aren't to the par of what else is going on, you sort of take note of them a little more than what you would if you were, you know, watching a film where everything felt like it was averaged out. Um, but like I said, this is a minor nitpick because everything else in the film um, does look um, quite fantastic. It's just some of the shots, uh, some of the sequences I would have preferred, I think, at the start of the film. And again, this is sort of bordering, you know, where, do, where does film criticism end and where does it like me uh, sounding like I'm trying to tell someone to do their job? Um, what I what I would have liked to have seen um, is that sequence at the start um, when we're doing sharp cuts between each of the conversations that are going on which is definitely trying to emulate the sound of a restaurant and that I understand all of that I, I think I would have liked though if there was some sort of continual continual shot that sort of was able to capture that um, again probably logistically wasn't able to occur I understand that there was a fair few restrictions in terms of COVID as well Um, But yeah, something like that, you know, just a little spark to the direction would have elevated this from being, you know, a a pretty good or pretty great thriller to being, you know, a a masterpiece because it's teetering on that line for large portions during the movie. Um, But it's just some little things definitely held me back. Um, Mark Miloid's direction, um, now the man um, has helmed multiple episodes of Game of Thrones, um, but what I remember him from, and it's probably something I shouldn't really remember him from, is his uh, direction in a a romantic comedy called um, What's Your Number? What's My Number? What's My Number, I think it's called, with Chris Evans and uh, Anna Faris. Um, And it's funny, the reason I bring this up is that Mark Miloid, um, you know, directed um, like I said, multiple episodes of Game of Thrones and one of the year's best thrillers. Um, but he's come again from a comedic background, which is something that Zach Kreger, who directed um, Barbarian this year, also came from directing Miss March prior to that. So I just find it interesting that they both guys have worked for Fox previously as well or 20th Century Studios. So um, it's interesting to me that uh, a studio like this is sort of going back and maybe looking through their back catalogs, of people who they have under their employment. Maybe there's some back-end contracts or people they've worked with previously and asked them to pitch movies. And the ideas that they've come up with are predominantly horror-themed, which I find interesting because I've said it before – I think that horror is the best genre in terms of what someone can do creatively um, because there is so much you can do on smaller budgets. Um, You can create tension from almost nothing um, and you don't need large productions to really create a solid piece of art and that's why I like horror. And I just find it interesting that these two blokes who have previously delved in comedy – um, have taken a turn at horror and done quite well in the genre too, so hats off to both of them. Um, all the performances here are fantastic. I think Ray Fines may um, snag an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor here. Uh, Enya Taylor-Joy is great, like she always is. Uh, Nicholas Holt, it's fun to see him in a bigger film once again. Um, and the supporting cast are all really good. Uh, I actually really enjoy John Leguizamo's uh, character. Um, he was a scumbag, but it was fun to see him in a bigger role again. Um, it seems like recently he's taken um, the, that that straight to DVD route. So it was fun to see him take on a bigger project again because um, he's he's quite a talented actor and it's fun to see him there. Um and there's some really good jokes and commentary around his character, which I won't spoil here. But there's some some good moments there. Um, but overall, yeah, I had I had a good time with this movie. Um, it just yeah, it, it doesn't reach that height for me of like what Barbarian did. Um, but overall it's a really good film and yeah, I highly recommend you go and check it out. Um, Go and support this one. It's good to support some of these smaller movies, especially with films like Black Panther doing as well um, as it has been doing. Um, But yeah, that brings this episode to a close guys. So thank you again for listening. Uh, Make sure you do check out my recent reviews for see how they run and barbarian. um, And I'll have more content coming at you very shortly, but Thanks again, guys. I really appreciate the support. But until next time, peace out.